Hello everyone and welcome back to Little Slice of Everything. We are here today to talk about the no pun intended revival of our girl Selly G. Uh, just kidding, I don't call her that, um, but Selena Gomez, good old Selena. She has just announced her new album Rare. We all know her two newest hits, Lose You to Love Me and Look At Her Now. I had to think about that for a second. I am sorry, but I wanted to do a podcast strictly dedicated to Selena because I have been a fan of Selena for what will be, I think has already been over a decade now to be exact, probably like 12 or so years maybe. I just felt like there's so much history and so many stories that I just needed to share. First off, why do I love Selena Gomez? I mean, come on now, who doesn't love Selena Gomez? If you hate Selena Gomez, you're probably not gonna say it not gonna say it i'm not gonna say anything relating to that person's name we will not speak of his name i'm just saying i'm just saying like listen used to love him back in the day appreciate the place he had in my life back then uh that i was a fan of had some great memes but like nah now i'm sorry no offense but offense you know anyway what was i talking about <laughs> Um, I just wanted to take a moment to say why I love Selena Gomez, as I was saying. Um, Selena Gomez, obviously, other than just being, like, a dope person, um, she is the sweetest, she's so kind, she is so humble, she, I don't even know, like, I'm trying to think, like, what other adjectives to describe her. She's just so down-to-earth, and... I want to cry right now and I don't know why. I think it's like because I'm emotional right now, um, but I have been known to like cry once I talk about how much these people mean to me. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm yet again crying on the podcast. Um, last time I cried on the podcast when I was talking about how much Big Time Rush means to me, so. <laughs> but I love Selena. I have been a fan of hers for forever. And I just felt like we should start off talking about kind of where it all began. First off, Barney. Okay, we all know she was on Barney. Um, it often makes me think, did I watch her when she was on Barney? I don't know. I feel like, so Selena and I are three years apart. And if she was 12 when she, I know she was like 12 when she was on Barney. Because I remember her saying how she had gotten bullied in school, you know, because she was on, you know, Barney, of course. Which, first of all. As an adult, I can't even imagine, like, bullying about a child being on Barney because even as a child, I loved Barney. I love Barney now. I'm 24 years old, uh, and I freaking love the Christmas special, which if you haven't listened to the Christmas podcast uh, to the previous to this, please go take a listen. Uh, there's some funny things about it. I don't know, just Barney's just fun. Literally, my friend and I have been reminiscing about old Barney songs like Pumpernickel, uh, good old Pumpernickel bread, uh, Mr. Knickerbocker. <laughs> Um, clean up the cleanup song. I mean, come on, can you say iconic? So, which is crazy. Like, first of all, I have recognized that uh, Barney is an icon for all my years, so I can't imagine bullying someone for liking Barney or being on Barney, let alone um, because he's an icon. Uh, and his Christmas album slaps. I mean, come on, guys. It's like you were never raised with a childhood. I think I was because I think I was like nine probably nine when she was on Barney. I could have watched it because my sister is seven years younger than me and she was just a little wee little lad. 
Uh, she was a wee little lad back then. Um, so there is a chance I probably saw her and Demi on Barney, but not that I would remember off the top of my head. My friend and I were talking, like I said, about Barney songs, and obviously the Barney songs kind of get recycled throughout all the years. There's the classics, I feel like everybody knows, you know, whether you liked Barney back in the day or maybe you like Barney now, because I was looking up the song Mr. Knickerbocker. My friend was like, oh my god, that was a bop. So I looked it up and I found the one where Selena was in the scene, and then I had messaged him that. He's like, well, he must have done that a different time too, because I remember him performing that in like the school, not on like the outside playground. <laughs> like, how do you remember that? Because I don't even remember that. So that must have been my version of Barney. Um, and then Selena's version of Barney looked much better because I don't know if you guys watched Barney back in the day or look up pictures, uh, even like Barney Baby Bop, they looked wrecked. Like they were horrifying. Um, but that's the Barney we know and love, you know? So then, of course, we all know the iconic Disney Channel show, Wizards of Waverly Place. That aired in 2007. I was 12 years old. And yes, I mean, Wizards as a whole is freaking iconic. Literally every Wizards, uh, whatchamacallit, cast member has said they would be up for a reunion. So Disney Plus, whatever you're called, it's your move now. Because guys, they're reviving Lizzie McGuire. Why couldn't they? And I think we all know they even revived Wizard Waverly Place for an episode like one year after it originally ended. So, I mean, come on. Come on. You know you want to do it. You know people would watch. You know how much money you would make from that. Like, because we know Disney, they money hungry. They make great shit, but they are money hungry. Let's be real. So if we're going to get them to do it somewhere, I don't care how it happens. Just somebody make it happen, you know? Because Wizards just was an iconic show all around. Um, the cast is iconic. The show is iconic. The jokes are iconic. Things we, we will forever have in our brains um, because we all know Disney. We all grew up on Disney and we've watched the episodes like hundreds of times. We know it by heart and it's just great. I don't even know what more to say about Wizards like other than it was just iconic and I freaking love it and I love watching it you know every now and then doing like a throwback and now you can with Disney Plus not promoing that I don't even have Disney Plus because like I'm not going to do that you know I already have enough streaming services I already have enough bills you know and also I just want to say I don't know if anyone else remembers um so this was I believe in 2010 when Selena had done her New Year's performance who remembers didn't she do did she do I don't miss you at all or maybe I'm confusing that with more um Mass. Does anyone remember that the when she did the Spanish version of more for the For You uh, album like later on? I'm just sorry, it's just funny to me. It slaps though. Love that song. In both English and Spanish. <laughs> Anyways, what I, the point I was trying to make is I remember not only obviously staying up for her performance, but Disney, shocking, aired the Make It Happen episode of Where's the Waverly Place at midnight that night and I stayed up to watch it. Only to find out I didn't need to stay up to watch it because I could have watched it when they re-aired it as a quote-unquote new episode that Friday that it aired. Um, when it normally aired, you know, new episodes. So I was like, I just stayed up for nothing. And like, I was like really trying to keep my eyes open, people. Because listen, I, as much as I can be the person that stays up till 2 a.m., when you're in school and you have to wake up like at 6 a.m., probably earlier for some people every day like you're exhausted but does anybody remember that's also a great episode why did we never get an hd view <laughs> love being able to talk an hd fusion 
what <laughs> hello is anybody there an hq version of make it happen because that's the one where like they started the band alabaster carnation <laughs> anybody remember that oh my gosh i freaking love that episode just iconic um also demi and selena's friendship i know they're not friends now but i freaking being a fan of both of them loved that friendship who remembers like i literally remember when they would upload videos, I remember exactly where I was when I watched that iconic video that Miley and Mandy made fun of, and there was that whole drama, also throwback to that drama, oh my gosh, if anybody is too young to remember, which if you are, whoa, what the heck, uh, what are you doing here, no, just, no, not, I don't mean that in a bad way at all, I'm just like, bruh what basically demi and selena they were best friends back in the disney days they used to make youtube videos together just fun videos sometimes do a q a or just talking whatever now and there was one particular video where like selena she was iconically in this power ranger shirt and demi was saying like oh look at my gap or whatever no i don't have a gap anymore whatever the heck it was <laughs> i don't remember off the top of my head and then miley and mandy who obviously Miley being Miley Cyrus, obviously, and Mandy, who I believe was a dancer for Miley, and a friend of hers, of course, did this, like, parody of it, because Miley and Mandy did their own thing on YouTube as well, and it was a whole drama, like, they were making fun of them, blah blah blah, because they had referenced, like, they basically just, like, kind of copied them in some ways, although it was, like, made it their own, but also, like, copied them, where they were like, wow, look at my gap, or whatever. Um, I'm probably explaining this terribly. I am so sorry. Just watch the videos if you don't know. <laughs> but yeah, those used to be some of my favorite. Loved that back in the day. Like, I remember being in my dad's room because that's where our family computer was, watching that video, and my mom was vacuuming, and I told her, can you stop vacuuming? I'm trying to watch Demi and <laughs> Selena right now. Also, iconic things that did happen. Um, the Kmart collab. Does anybody have pieces from that? From that because I do guys um, so I think I'm, I want to say 2011 this happened um, let me know if it was earlier but that's when I specifically remember it so first of all want to say I had like what three articles of closing that I still have from this now um, so I had this like this even matters guys but I'm describing to you what I used to have from this collection so I used to have this like really cute tank top it had some like perp it was like black and it had some like, I don't know, some purpley flowers on it, but it wasn't like too floral. They were small. I don't know how to describe it. Love that one. Worked at her concert in 2011. I had this like white button up with like, you know, like a light blue, like collared, I don't know, like whatever you want to call it. I'm so bad at describing things. Whatever. That I loved. And I wore it until I couldn't wear it because I gained weight. Um, then we have, um, it was like this black tank top with a design that said love on it. Love that one. Um, again, can't wear it <laughs> anymore. Uh, but I still have it. My mom was making me get rid of old clothes and I was like, I cannot. She's like, you can't wear this anymore. I'm like, but I need to keep it. It's vintage. <laughs> I don't know if like 2011 counts as vintage, what it does to me also had this purse from the collection it's like a one you just hold it doesn't have a crossbody just just has two handles whatever that has blue on it um never used it but i still have it uh just because i thought it was cute and it's been what since 2011 let's not even talk almost a decade nine years 
and I have not used that purse. That is so sad, but guess what? I have it. Um, also, there's this one purse, and it's kind of, I don't know, it's just black. It has little things on it that, like, made no sense. It has, like, spikes on the bottom of it. Um, anyways, I had that, and when I started working in 2014, I started using that as my work purse, because I finally had a purpose for it, and I've been using it ever since, and it's literally falling apart. Um, but guess what? I've had it, and I've used it for all those years. Um, <laughs> I don't know if anybody is having a flashback right now. I'm so sorry that I cannot describe things to save my life, but that is what I had from the Kmart collab, Dream Out Loud. Also, another iconic moment I wanted to cover, the, at least was iconic at the time, I feel like sometimes we're like, oh my god, that was so iconic, and then you look back and it's like, a little cringy, but it's still iconic because it wasn't its time. Um, in 2011, when Selena hosted the EMAs and she did the rap and she had the little, like, it was like two of her, one was like a sweet Selena, one was like a, I don't even know what you want to call the other Selena. Like a ruder, not like a ruder, I don't know. <laughs> don't know what the right adjective is for it um i don't know just we'll say like two different personalities selena whatever that was iconic uh we love that she wanted her rapping career when she rapped super bass throwback of what a time you know <laughs> i'm sorry i just have like a list of things that i know i wanted to mention before i get into the actual things i want to talk about also recently music wise at least just to briefly discuss, not briefly, why am I saying it's briefly? Not even close to briefly. So recently, the memory which triggered that Selena did Cruella DeVille, and I think that was her first thing before Falling Down was released, and it's just a cover, obviously, but yo, I freaking jammed the hell out of that recently this week, like honestly, iconic. And so first off, I freaking wish I saw this album live because Kiss and Tell, which was her first album, was, I feel like, an iconic album. Um, my favorites, of course, are I Don't Miss You At All, More, As A Blonde, Crush, Those, Slap. Obviously, we love all the rest. We love the classics, of course, but I freaking love those ones. They are forever engraved into my brain. I was literally singing I Don't Miss You At All to myself and like a few weeks ago, and I was like, you know what? I just had to blast this right now and had a freaking dance party in my living room by myself because it was an iconic song, iconic album. And of course, next up, A Year Without Rain. Um, first of all, also, I'm going to say every album is iconic because I feel like with any artist, every album kind of reminds me of a time in my life or just like being so, even just like throwing back to back in the day because I feel like, I don't know, times were simpler back then. You could just fangirl over people. You didn't have anything else to do in life other than fangirl and go to school and live life. But Year Without Rain, iconic. Who says, yes, that is our, oh wait, that wasn't even on this album. I take that back. Leave me alone. <laughs> My sister remember everything. Is anyone else, like, I feel like it could have been on a year without rain. I don't know if that makes sense. It was on when the sun goes down, but it just reminds me of the same era. So forgive me, forgive me. There was a faux pas there. Um, also, the Spanish version of a year without rain. I love a good Spanish version of a song. I'm not going to lie. Um, I also want to say... For some reason, I just have this wonderful intuition, um, I don't know if it's the half Puerto Rican in me or something, that whenever my music comes on shuffle, you know, I'm not particularly like staring at the screen the whole time, so, you know, whatever, I don't see, you know, if it's gonna start off as like the club remix, uh, the Dave Audie 10 minute remix of Round and Round, um, 
that for some reason I still have on my uh, music, but you know, I mean, do anybody else have that? But things come on shuffle, whatever. I just have an intuition that sometimes when the A Year Without Rain Spanish version comes on, I just know it's the Spanish version, and guess what? I have never been wrong about it, so you know what? It's just gotta follow my intuition. You know what I mean? Um, I just know these things. I don't know why. It's just a weird talent that I have to tell you when it's the Spanish version of a Selena Gomez song. Also, Sick of You, Slap Spotlight was my freaking favorite song back in the day. Summer's Not Hot, iconic, love that summer jam of every summer. Round and Round, I feel like obviously Round and Round was a single, and with any single, I feel like you love it, sometimes you get tired of it. Oh, I just hit my table, so I'm sorry if you heard that. Um, sometimes when you listen to a song, you're like, oh my god, I've listened to this so many times, I need to take a break. But like, recently, oh, I freaking love, why am I blanking on what part of it? It's like, love me or love me not, I'm staring at the clock. Like, yes, I freaking love that part. And live, oh, iconic. There's just so many great songs, there really is. When the sun goes down, actually, which is really funny, because when I first listened to the... Okay, that's it. Sorry. I had a brain fart for a second because I wrote When the Sun Goes Down and then Pixie Lot. And the album was called When the Sun Goes Down, but the tour was called We Own the Night Tour. So I was confusing things. But the song We Own the Night on the album, um, actually, I was like, this sounds so familiar. Where have I heard it? And then I realized that it was Pixie Lot. I don't know if anybody has heard of her. She's a British singer. I really only knew about her because she was in the Fred movies. Um, don't ask me why I was watching the Fred movies. And I have actually heard that song when it was Pixie Lot's song before it was Selena's song, which is interesting. But obviously, When the Sun Goes Down is a bop. Bang, bang, bang. I mean, hit of our generation, I think. Whiplash, also iconic. We love a Britney moment. My Dilemma. I freaking am obsessed with that song. Also, I remember... I'm sure if you were there back in the day, like all the rumors of My Dilemma 2.0 coming out, My Dilemma 2.0, and then we finally got it on the For You album. Like, I was like, wow, it's been a long time coming. First of all, I just want to take a moment and mention the underrated songs of When the Sun Goes Down. I love Outlaw. I mean, come on now. In Middle of Nowhere, those are some of my absolute favorites from that album. I would love to hear them performed again, which I don't think she ever performed Outlaw. I don't remember. I want to say she didn't, um, but Manila know where she has performed. Like with the drums and everything, who remembers that? Who went to We on the Night Tour? But actually, funny story about that tour. So first of all, I I think I've been to like maybe like, let's see, Hillary, Jonas Brothers, Jonas Brothers, Justin, Taylor. I've been to five concerts before, you know, I had gone to this concert. I had heard Selena Gomez going on tour, and obviously, being a fan, I was like, Mom, you need to take me. And we saw she was going somewhere three hours away from us, and it was actually, you know, around the same area where we used to, you know, vacation often. So she was like, nah, we don't have the money. Nah, I don't think I'm going to take you guys. And it was actually on my best friend's, Jason's, uh, seven, nope, 16th birthday, sorry, wish I had a memory. And we were like, oh my god, we need to go. Eventually, you know, I was just browsing the internet <laughs> on my grandpa's computer one day. And he asked me what I was looking up. And I was looking up the Selena Gomez tour. And I told him how I wanted to go. But mom said no. And then he ended up giving us the money. So thank you, grandpa, again for that. Um, some good friends from 2011. We had decided we wanted to go. And we were going to take basically 
me and my sister, mom and dad, my cousin, um, who was also into Selena at the time. And obviously it's my best friend's birthday, so I'm like, we need to get you down there. And, you know, this was the very start of when... Jason and I started to go to uh, concerts and tried to come up with plans to get us to these concerts. Um, so I remember he had asked his like parents if he could go. Um, obviously, we wouldn't have you know room in the car for him, but he had to finagle a way to get his parents to take him down there. And his parents said no. And I remember like him messaging me that he was like, "Cry, sorry, I don't mean to expose you, Jason, but I feel like." Listen, I cried when I didn't get to see Hannah Montana in 2007 in my hometown, like, sobbed to sleep um, because of the disappointment. So I understand, and I would have cried too if I didn't get to see Selena Gomez. Heck, I almost cried because I didn't, didn't, almost didn't get to see Justin Bieber one time, so let's not even discuss that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I remember he was so disappointed that eventually his parents decided to let him go so his mom took him down and his family did a like mini vacation there and we got to go like in a limo from our hotel to the Selena Gomez concert so we loved that um it's the start it was the start of a concert era for us pretty much but yeah that was such a fun time I also got to meet all-star weekend there and it was just like the best time having the time of our lives I remember dancing the night away having so much fun crying when Selena Gomez came on stage also, I remember during Off the Chain, because obviously during a concert you stand, but during Off the Chain, whatever, I was standing, whatever, and my mom was like, sit down so the people can see behind you. I was like, nah. And we had this like whole argument, and I was like, I'm not sitting down. If she wants to see, she can stand up. 16-year-old <laughs> me. But like, honestly, that's the tea though, right? Like, who sits down at a concert? If you want to see, you can stand up. Unless you can't stand up, in which we respect that. <laughs> but you know what I mean. But yeah, like, I'm not going to sit down for some random person. So that was a whole argument during Off the Chain, but <laughs> there's just like some things that are forever engraved in my brain. And, oh, can I just say, just amazing, just an amazing show. Flat out, right there, an amazing show. <gasps> love You Like a Love Song, I never mentioned that. Oh my gosh, freaking love that song. Lo iconic music video, period, right? Like, iconic music video. And iconic photo shoot for that album. Am I right? Like, that is truly, like, chef's kiss. <laughs> like, a great, great photo shoot. If you have not seen, literally go look at the photo shoot. I freaking love it. And actually, a funny little tidbit from that album is, so I think most of us would know that Whiplash was originally, I believe, supposed to be a Britney Spears song, which is why it gives us those vibes, which is why, obviously, Selena liked it being, you know, a huge fan of Britney Spears. I'm so sorry if you can hear my heat, it just came back on. <laughs> and one of the songs, That's More Like It, was originally a Katy Perry song, and I actually never knew this until my friend pointed it out in the booklet, but in the That's More Like It, where it gets the lyrics, it actually has one of the lines they forgot to change from the original version of that song. So if you have the booklet, go check that out, see if you can find it. Brief intermission in between these concert telling stories but i just want to mention that selena has some of the most iconic speeches and i will insert one of my favorites in now in 2014 this stage was actually the first time that i was authentically 100 percent honest with all of you i think it's safe to say that most of you know a lot of my life whether i liked it or not and i had to stop because I, I had everything. 
and I was absolutely broken inside. And I kept it all together enough to where I would never let you down, but I kept it too much together to where I let myself down. I don't want to see your bodies on Instagram. I want to see what's in here. I'm not trying to get validation, nor do I need it anymore. All I can say from the bottom of my heart is I am so grateful that I have the opportunity to be able to share what I love every single day with people that I love. And I have to say thank you so much to my fans because you guys are so damn loyal and I don't know what I did to deserve you. But if you are broken, you do not have to stay broken. And if that's anything, whether you respect me or not, that's one thing you should know about me is I care about people and thank you so much for this. This is for you. Selena has just always been... I'm gonna cry again. <laughs> I'm seriously gonna cry. What the fuck? Yeah, she's just my favorite person ever, and I don't know, listen, you just listened to the speech, so you already know, you can tell why. I don't know why I'm literally sobbing right now. Okay, anyway, <laughs> back from that brief intermission. I next wanted to speak on Stars Dance, which is one of my favorite albums, like, iconic album I'm, like i said i'm gonna say this about every album but like stars dance yes a freaking bopping album <laughs> the best way i can explain it birthday slow down save the day be undercover some of my favorites i freaking love those songs also the tour just in general is iconic i freaking love that tour i love the choreo oh it's just amazing like Oh, I don't even know how to describe to you. It is one of my favorite shows ever. I like if I don't dance, and I don't think I would dance. But if I was going to dance, somebody make a dance class with the choreo from that show because I would gladly go. But to get to that Stars Dance Tour was not an easy thing. Uh, first off, my mom just said plain out no <laughs> um, to me. Now listen, I didn't have a job, so like you know, like I had to convince my parents to take me. Now, this was in Boston, so, you know, the Boston bombing had just happened, like, not too long ago, and I was like, we're not going to Boston, not happening at all, um, so first things first, obviously, my friend and I were like, okay, we need to get there. So, on his birthday, he came over, we made a PowerPoint, <laughs> which we have, like, a little snippet of, um, basically just, like, why you should take us to Sle to Selena Gomez with, like, a bunch of funny slides and all that. I wonder if I still have it somewhere, probably not. Maybe I'll post a video sniff it up at one time. Probably not because I won't want to be on the internet, but it's just so funny. It's just a funny thing. And then we're like, can you take us to Boston? And then we're like, I think you can. And then I don't know if anybody knows that train that says like, I think you can. I think you can. <laughs> so I put a picture of him and then we both started chanting, I think you can. I think you can. And she was laughing and then she was like, she's like, I'll consider it. And then later I asked her and she was like, no. So then I was like, all right, what do I need to do? I need to make a video because at this point, you know, I was inspired by the YouTubers. I made some videos back in the day. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm going to make like a bunch of skits and it's going to be like reasons why mom should take me to Selena Gomez. So I did a skit, which first of all, one of the skits I did, I literally copied from the One Direction movie um, with like the doctor and he was like the brain, the dopamine. Don't ask me to explain it to you because I don't know. But if you watch the One Direction movie, you probably know what scene I'm referring to. I did that. I had my, first of all, for my 15th birthday, one of the presents my friend Jason got me was Wizards of Weasley Place picture book. 
And so I had that in hand, and I was like, this is why you should take me, Jason, and my sister Bella, and I pointed to, like, each, because obviously it's Justin, Alex, and, um, fuck, Max. <laughs> like, I pointed as if we were each of them. It's like, this is why you should take us, with a British accent, to the Selena Gomez concert. And one of the other things I did, like, in a British accent, first of all, I was inspired. The way I, like, did the quote-unquote storytelling um, I was inspired by a Jonas episode. It's the Halloween episode where Kevin Jonas is like, one time, wahahaha. Like that. I don't even know if that was any good of an explanation. But if you have watched Jonas in the past, you probably know. So I was inspired by that. Um, I feel like I did some other skits that I will be honest, I do not remember. Oh, I imitated my mother saying that we are not going to Boston, but I gave her an accent and glasses, which she does not have either. Um, I was like, we are not going to Boston. There is lots of traffic, lots of traffic. <laughs> You're welcome for that performance. Um, one other thing I did, which is most the cringiest thing I did, we did this like when my parents were gone, obviously. So like I was in crunch time, so I didn't look good. I looked horrible. It was really bad. But one of the main things that I did was a rap. Uh, I'm not going to read it all to you. Uh, but one of the lines was, you don't have to be afraid, no, there ain't no monsters, just gotta stay away from seafood, because that's allergic to lobsters. So, it's iconic. I know. Eminem who? Um, but yeah, literally have a video of me doing a rap, which, by the way, I had, or I have a piano, which uh, has, like, beats on it or whatever. So I was gonna try to use that to rap. I couldn't find a beat that was, like, that went with my beat to the saw to the rap I made um so I tried to alter it it was just very bad uh overall and it was very embarrassing and I hope no one lives to see who no one lives to see I hope nobody I don't live to see anybody seeing it ever again because it's extremely embarrassing uh it's really bad but guess what it got me the Selena Gomez concert so I guess I can't complain all that much so I was saying stars dance tour iconic yet again for some reason, I tear up every time I see Selena. I don't know why, I just do. Anybody else, which I feel like we knew this was happening because I remember hearing about it happening, like when she like randomly broke out a harmonica mid-concert, you're like, you could play the harmonica? What the heck? Like, we love a talented queen. Of course, we later have the For You album, which was basically Selena's best hits with inserted songs such as Do It and What the Heart Wants, which I will say there was a big meme going around um, that you don't hear what the heart wants when it starts, and really, ever since I heard people say it sounds like what the Farquaad, which Farquaad, Lord Farquaad, he is from Shrek, if you have ever seen it. If not, you are clearly an uncultured swine, I say, as I have not seen Shrek since I last watched it in a trailer park one time when my aunt was between houses. <laughs> like, that's such a vivid memory. Then, of course, we have Revival, which is a freaking album. Not just saying, like, it is an album, but it is an album. You know what I mean? Um, also, some of my faves, other than Revival, I love that. I love the way it starts. Uh, Sober, Me and the Rhythm, Me and My Girls, and Nobody. Those are probably my top bits from the album itself. Holy crap, amazing. And Live, holy crap, freaking iconic, like I said. She always, like, does choreo, like, <laughs> I don't know, she just does, like, she just has, like, iconic choreo to some songs, and it's just, I freaking love it. And the set list was amazing, and just everything, honestly, like, her tours are just iconic, period. And I freaking love that. Also, the one thing which I hate, 
that this is like forever engraved because I feel like I don't know if anybody else like if you have like an anxious moment before like you're gonna do something fun it doesn't ruin it but it like takes you a while to get into something back into like a normal mood to be like excited um so as I was going to revival tour so we originally had bought the three tickets for me my sister and my friend and we're like mom's like oh, okay i'll get my ticket later um we always thought we did get her ticket later um and then it was the day of the show we're like the day before the show we were gonna print out the tickets we're like oh crap we did not buy mama ticket so we're looking and it's uh sold out um and then we're like crap so we have to go on stop hop i paid like 150 dollars for a ticket because that's literally the lowest i could find and we needed you know her to come with us so we're like okay because listen she was our ride there like i said can't drive um, at this point, I did have my own money to buy my own concert ticket, so, <laughs> but, like, couldn't drive. Obviously, she wasn't good. I'm not gonna make her, like, sit outside. You know what I mean? That's boring. She just drove us, like, three and a half hours. So, we did that. Gotcha, you know, where they're scanning in the tickets, and they're like, this is not a ticket. So, it basically said that it was already, like, scanned, and it was weird. It was, like, already refunded or something like that. So, it was, like, someone was selling a ticket that they already got a refund for, something of that nature. And, which I hate that people do. They're like, well, is your name not Sneevin? Whatever. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not. I bought this ticket off of StubHub, whatever. And even if, you know, say my brother bought the ticket or whatever, like, who cares who buys a ticket? Obviously, only one person can buy all the tickets because you're not going to, like, chance that you're not going to get a ticket together. And also, like, you know what I mean? Like, what if someone buys a ticket as a gift? Anyways, that's just something that bothered me from that moment. But yeah, we're, like, freaking out, like, oh, shit. I was like, all right, let me call StubHub, which my phone volume would not work. Not that it would not work, but it, I couldn't get it any higher, so I could barely hear the person on the phone. Um, I did end up getting my refund from StubHub, but I was like, Ma, you go to the box office, see if they released any tickets, because usually they do, and luckily they did. Luckily, I had transferred money to my mother's account, so she had money to get the ticket. I got my refund, it was all good, but it was literally by the time I got in, I got my merch, and we sat down, and Bo Miller was on stage. So, I think that's how you say her name, I don't know, B. Miller, Bo Miller, who cares? And it was just like, oh my god. So, like, it took me a while to, like, simmer down from that, because it's obviously just like a, oh my god, we need to figure this out kind of situation. It was a lot to happen right for a concert, but nevertheless, I was good once Selena came on, but it was, like, a lot. Revival was the first time I saw her, like, the closest-ish, so all the time I was always in the very back corner of the arena for my both, uh, for both the We Own the Night Tour and Stars Dance Tour. Revival, I tried so hard to get a good ticket, and then when I clicked on a ticket, it said obstructed view, which, by the way, later when I got the tour, found out it would not have been an obstructed view, so that was a lie. Uh, could have had better tickets, but it is what it is, and I had a great time regardless. <laughs> but yeah, we were, like, on the, basically the side of the stage but like on the balcony and you could like actually see her fairly well so that was really awesome i really hope next time we finally get to see her like actually close up and have better seats because for some reason i can get great seats to any concert but for some reason i am cursed where for some reason anytime i said for some reason just like 20 times now anytime i try to get a selena gomez ticket i cannot get a close ticket for my life so like i hope we get to like see her up close one day that would be really dope and obviously, moving on, we know, you know, before The Bad Liar, which is an iconic song, and Fetish, which we all know. Also like that song, but I would say, out of the two, I'd say Bad Liar is my favorite. So we have I Want You To Know, which she obviously has performed on tour. We know it's iconic. I know she's had other DJ singles, which I know she's had, like, Wolves. Don't ask me about the other ones. I, you know what? As much as we appreciate the DJ singles, I feel like 
I love original music. Nothing wrong with them, but I feel like we're good on them. You know what I mean? But also, I feel like I want you to know it was iconic. I freaking loved that, you know, song at tour. Obviously, her most recent, Lose You To Love Me, which was just great, iconic, and vulnerable. And look at her now was like, yes, I put out a vulnerable song, but look at me now. I'm doing great. And iconic music video as well. And I'll show on an iPhone. Like, what the heck? First of all, I know I don't have the new iPhone. Um, so I can't make, like, that dope of a music video. Why would I make a music video in the first place? Um, I'm not a singer. <laughs> but, like, here's my little thing. Um, I think we can all agree if you're an Apple user. Um, for some reason, when you get your iPhone, the camera is crisp, right? It makes great images. Like, first time I got my phone was right when I went to a Miranda Sings concert. Uh, Miranda Sings show, rather. Uh, and I have literally such good photos from that. Granted, I was front row. <laughs> but, like such good pics from that but suddenly any other concert i go to i cannot get a good pick to save my life but all these other people somehow can get great concert pics i swear like the quality just like decreases over time of the camera i don't know how that works and i don't know why um but someone someone please buy me the new iphone thank you <laughs> i don't know but i'm sure all apple users can relate to that you know what i mean and then just very excited for her new album rare if you i don't know if this will be out by before we'll see when i can get this up um but i'm very nevertheless excited to hear it i have so far as you know today's date is i forgot i'm recording so i don't have the date uh today is the 19th hold on it's the 19th of december i am recording this uh we'll see when that's when this gets up but as of now there are just the snippets ones which the self self-titled which the album title rare oh my god it's gonna sound so good and then i know she's like done some listening parties people have or i think maybe it was just one in london i'm not entirely sure um people have already like started to say like oh my gosh i can't wait to hear this again this is a great song so i am so freaking excited for this new era and what is to come for selena she is such an amazing person <sighs> what the fuck i'm gonna cry again damn it I don't know why I'm so emotional. I think I'm just emotional in general now. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? The, what is this, like the third time I've cried during this podcast? Jesus. And it's only been like almost an hour, uh, at least on my end. Um, but I freaking love Selena and I'm so excited <laughs> for this new era. Me trying not to stop. Sorry, I'm going to close out this podcast sobbing. I am so, so sorry. Um, but I love her and she is amazing and... <laughs> I'm just gonna repeat myself over and over again. I'm so freaking excited for this album. It's gonna be so much fun. I love a new album release and it's just it's just a good time. Um anyways, um thank you so much for listening to all my stories. I hope you enjoyed. Um if you listen to this and have some fun Selena Gomez stories, please send them my way. I would love to read. Um nobody's gonna do that because nobody's gonna listen to this podcast. But thank you so much for listening. Do not forget to buy Rare by Selena Gomez on January 10th. Do not forget because if you don't, the authorities will be showing up to your house to arrest you. Period. <laughs>